In this episode, we carry on with our conversation with our friend Calvin Harris on a new topic. You know, obviously there's an awful lot of conversation going on about police right now. And so I think it might be useful to come to an understanding of the abstract nature of what is police. Because of course, police also has to do with health. It, also, it's a, it could be construed as a COVID word because, sure. um, because you, you have to police the, uh, the rooms in the hospitals. You have, to, you have to take care of things. And that's very much part of what that word means. Um, yeah, I, 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 again, this is um, going in which direction that uh, if you're going with that. Um, at one point, there is that, that feeling of to protect and serve. Another is prevention and detention. And as you mentioned with uh, COVID, it can be prevention and detention, yet at the same time, it can be to, to act as uh, to protect and serve. So like so many things in life, it has a double-edged sword effect. And for me, I think it's intention more than anything. What is the intention? Is how we then use whatever tools that we have. And sometimes uh, individuals will pick up tools and start using them, and they're using them incorrectly because they don't know what it's for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the first time that a child is around fire, the child might stick his hand in the fire and it's burned, or stick it into a electrical socket and is shot. Uh-huh. And it's not that it's bad, but the understanding of what its purpose is. And I think as far as the, um, the concept of police is concerned, it is also a matter of training individuals in that, in that field as far as what the expectation is and understanding why someone would want to go into that line of work. So I think a lot of vetting has to be done there vetting and training to really uncover what is going on with the individual that is there that wants to to serve yeah yeah the i was coming at this from just from the going and looking at looking at the word police because sometimes when we're dealing with a, a very loaded word it can kind of give us a neutral starting place to go to the dictionary and see what the history of, of agreed upon meanings of the word is. Mm. And of course, police having to do with the policia or the, the commonwealth, the state. Polis, polis is the city, or, which is kind of the, the state in the in days of ancient Greece when well, the concept of police and policy were brought about. And the idea is that in, in the administration of a community has come together that uh, maintaining an order in the community allows the community to thrive and everyone to feel safe and be able to use their fact that they are all part of this community to maintain a kind a kind of an order so that people every, everybody has an opportunity to be happy and the state or the city or the public entity is kept in an order. And of course, those of us who ponder the phrase know that like order is the first law of heaven. If you start with disorder, everything goes in disorderly ways. And if you start with understanding a sense of order, make that first, whether it's making the bed when you get out of it in the morning or something else, then that inherently is good for a gathering of people that calls itself community or calls itself a city or calls itself a state. The sense of order being right, the 
sort of the heavenly sense of order, speaking of all, or, uh, the first law of heaven is order. It has to do with balance, equanimity, allowance for difference, yet acceptance and inclusiveness. So the word comes from an idea that heavenly order or that which provides safety and opportunity for everyone in the state is uh, the goal of policing. Now, though, even though some of those words become charged in the atmosphere we have currently, the word order has sort of a charge to it. So there's another avenue to perhaps look at another time. I think the, that you're bringing in the aspect of uh, order as heaven's first law and going to that level is more in keeping with what we're after when we try to bring the axioms of translation to, to bear on something. And yeah. I, would, I would think of that as um, almost an, an act of policing, right? You're policing your thoughts. Basically, you're, you're taking your thoughts, which are all, I'm going to use the word kapakahi, which is a Hawaiian word, uh-huh. <laughs> confused, and you're you're not imposing an order, you're drawing out the order that's underlying all of that confusion. By, by paying attention, and we, we talked about attention a couple episodes ago, but paying attention to the axiom, you're paying attention to the principles that are underneath it. And so and to me, that's an act of policing. And yeah. it's, um, it's an act of um, establishing within your own consciousness, I guess, an understanding of the implicit or in, uh, what David Bohm called the implicate order, which is... Right. Um, Implicate order is something that you can't see, but it's still there. Yeah, and the in uh, the universe basically stays together based on that principle. To say it in sort of street talk, <laughs> yeah. the implicate order. So policing, then, from the point of view of the verb, then is an exercise in awareness to understand the divine order or the implicate order, and then evaluate changes perhaps that are needed in a situation so that its implicate order, its principal order, can emerge, be experienced. And of course, the implicate order includes everything and everyone. So clearly, policing is clearly an inclusive action. And being an exercise in awareness, policing is, while we may ascribe the duties of individuals in a certain society as a job to pay attention to the rules and exercise the rules and help other people understand the rules and help people not break the rules or prevent them from breaking the rules, the policing is really some, a, fu- a function inside of every one of us that seeks to understand the implicate order and have it expressed. So when true policing is taking place, it's not a bunch of other guys over there in blue uniforms having all the power. Real policing power is in each one of us. I like that idea of, of um, accepting the power uh, from within or that from truth or in this instance we've called from heaven that that sense of what is above what's going on yeah so personal there's policing is a is a an activity that's wrapped up in the idea of personal responsibility mm-hmm. literally policing your awareness yeah and i mean and just as an example policing my awareness could be something like looking at a news story on my feed and um, feeling that little feeling that that you get in your guts or that I get in my guts when I see something that I don't like. And then I have a choice. I can, I can push the little button and, and, um, and send off a fire off some sort of rocket of my own into the, into this (laughs) (laughs) barrage, or I can take the, the little feeling in my gut and say, Hey, wait a minute. What's that about? I'm reacting to this. What is this reaction about? Why am I connected to this? And Mm -hmm. then I I have the opportunity to have some policing in in the frame of reference that we're talking about tonight, you know, where I can go into myself and see what is this reaction about and 
what is the reality behind it? What's really behind this? And what is the truth that's underneath all of it? I like, uh, William, how you brought up that feeling, uh, that business of it being, what is that feeling that I have, that gut feeling? Because so much of the decision-making that we make many times is not because of the conscious frontal brain is operating or, or that, that sense of reasoning, but something much deeper when, uh, uh, in the old science that deals with the, uh, I'll just call it the back brain for right now, that it deals with older functions, that deals with the gut and the emotions. And so many times when these two are out of balance or you're just going with that, and not with all of the information first is where where I think a, a, a lot of the problems come in, where there seems to be lack uh, lack or need or or greed or anger or whatever is because it's coming from that that much older place, and then to be able to have that space and time to process that, as you were saying, is really becomes important. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, I've heard that referred to as the reptile brain. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I like the idea of that reptile brain or the um, or the crocodile brain because again, it does have a lot to do with not only our feelings but also our health. Uh, when you talk about uh, gut feelings or or whatever, and it being out of balance and. Uh, loose bowels and that sort of thing. <laughs> it is. It is that uh, the uh, that reptilian in, uh, uh, strike first kind of uh, mentality comes through. So I, I do like that. Um, there is a moment where you can you have a choice, right? You you can either go with that thing or or not. And um, I think there are some addictions involved too, because I think that people can get addicted to the feelings that get generated when they get into a flame war or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, the endorphins go up. The um, For so many individuals, this is the only time that they really feel alive. <laughs> and it's, uh, uh, again, it's uh, the dopamine and the other natural chemicals in our, our uh, body that is being triggered at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the work of real policing, being able to evaluate the situation and work to release the implicate order in it, the order that kind of keeps everybody, includes everybody, and is principled, the work of, that work of policing takes a certain kind of strength in, in the individual that has that desire to experience the endorphins, as you were saying, Calvin, and just kind of gets their jollies out of the confrontation. I think when those confrontation is with your attitudes of yourself, then it can, they can, that emotion can be tied to finally the justice of principle and situation. Uh, but that's an, that's an inner issue in a sense. It's an issue in your consciousness. And to turn all the energy, the energy of anger or the energy of let's get it on, have a fight and that sort of thing. If you turn it toward the external side of things, turn it toward an external, the, other, the guys over there on the other side of the street or whoever lives across town in that neighborhood, whatever it is, then that's just uh, is perpetuating the situation. And this reptilian brain is very repetitive. 
it had, there's no frontal cortex. There's no evaluating consequences. It's really just extremely reactive. So in terms of a police, a policeman to get angry at, locking horns with that reptilian brain that makes a real good energy producing and energy stirring time if you go that way. Yeah, it's interesting when we think that we all have cycles within our physical lives and sometimes our we're on uh, mentally and that and other times we're not sometimes that we're down and how a one incident can just throw us all off and all of a sudden triggering that kind of behavior and then you have someone else that uh, it's that time of day and they're, they're being triggered and that and there's some real real situations that that occur and that yes is to have that self-discipline um, that creating that balance getting back to that sense of self-response that you choose rather than is automatic and I think that that's yeah. really what um, our um, classes such as RHS and translation helps us to do is to gain and re-establish our authority uh, through the uh, discipline or in this instance, the policing of those, those processes. Yeah, discipline is the other word. Um, and uh, but policing and discipline go together. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's um, I, what I wanted to add, just add Calvin to what you said is, to me, what you just described is total freedom mm -hmm. be because you are no longer being two-stepped along right. by, your, by your reactive system. Mm -hmm. um, I had a, an, an experience when I was in high school on a pretty regular basis, I would be sent to detention. <laughs> and um, it was a Jesuit high school. And they would make you write out 150 times on a piece of paper, discipline, discipline, discipline is my best friend. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and now I can see it, right? Not in the, not in the sense that they meant it. A little bit of it. time. But okay. <laughs> not in the sense that they meant it, but in the sense of what we've been talking about, that right. you, take, you take your life back when yeah. you are able to make that tiny little hesitation before you push the button. Yeah, take your life back and you give lives back to other people too. So it's interesting that what some of the images we saw in the streets during demonstrations were quite often the people protesting, marching, really disciplining themselves to maintain order, maintain a peaceful attitude. And I was heartened to see how often the police force itself that was designated to keep order in the streets was on the same wavelength as the marchers. So as you see photos of the, the protesters kneeling, taking a knee, and then having the police force take a knee with them. Yeah. Uh, acknowledging that what we're about here in policing is to reach for that higher thing, reach for that there's a divine order in seeing those kneeling policemen face to face with all the kneeling marchers. There's a divine order showing itself there, which is uh, very hopeful. Yes, no, I, I certainly agree with that, Al. As well as the individuals that for their, their neighborhoods, that they understood that this is their community that they live would address the individuals that were doing vandalisms and saying, what are you doing? This is, this is not what we are about. 
And so on so many levels, there was reason, compassion, uh, empathy that was going on throughout the melee that was happening. And the, these, I think, are the real heroes uh, of the event, is these individuals that, that the kneeling policemen, the community watch, the community clean up, the ones that look after uh, whoever was uh, ill or whatever, that look to see that higher order, what else could be done versus what is going on. What else is there that can be done? that would stayed open to allow more, more clearly a sense of the unpredictable good. That leads to another angle of the word police, which is policy. Mm-hmm. And that is when the function of policing is truly understood, to be able to bring it into an expression of policy is a, just gives, gives it ground to stand on, so to speak. Admittedly, there are a lot of people not seeing things on the wavelength we're talking about right now, but a lot of people are. So policy is what we want to see visualized out of understanding and disciplining ourselves to police ourselves in our awareness. So policy based on principle. Right. And uh, the principles of the implicit or divine order, inclusiveness, balance, equanimity, fairness, and inclusiveness, inclusiveness, inclusiveness. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy this time of reflective inner uh, conversation, even though there's the three of us, there's, it is that sense of community that we all seek, that sense of a more holistic world that's coming through, and I, and I so appreciate that. Yeah, and we hope that this ins- people who listen to these may be inspired to increase their dialogues with the people around them to see how the words that we're using can be seen in different connotations and lead to different outcomes in the way our world is to us.